0: Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. I'm Cheryl Esposito. Today, my very special guest is Martin Root, and Martin has been with us in the past. Morning, Martin. Morning, Cheryl. And um, Martin is an international speaker and president of Livelihood. And, you know, we call Martin the game changer because he is. And today we're here to talk about the most divine way he has given us to change the world. So good morning, Martin, and welcome.
2: A delight to be with you.
1: Oh, it's always a delight to see you. So... um, you've been busy since the last time we chatted uh, about uh, your projects and you had started a project called heaven on earth and the book came out and it was wildly successful and you said "Hmm, it's not enough I've got to make people go into action you know move into action so what was it that inspired you to take that step next?
2: Shall we talk maybe a little con- uh, contextual about who I am, what I've done and how heaven on earth fits into all of that, especially sure. in today's world. So a uh, management consultant, I've worked with um, such companies as Marion Merrill Dow, Consumer Pharmaceuticals, Sony Pictures, Apple Computer, Southern California Edison, with companies and with individuals looking at their vision. What's next for us as a department or as a corporation. Mm -hmm. And I've always been interested in the notion of vision. Where are you as an individual, as a company, as a nation, as a world going? Mm -hmm. And I was uh, going to do a keynote address at a conference and this thought came to me, well, what's a vision for the world? And I thought, hmm, if I had a magic wand, that vision really would be heaven on earth. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And my first thought, Cheryl, was, oh, my God, you can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then I thought, why can't I say that? I can talk to you about hell on earth. That's permissible conversation, right? Why can't I talk about heaven on earth? So I began this inquiry. Talking to people, because I i had really no idea about what I meant by heaven on earth. I just was oh. fascinated by the term. Mm-hmm. And I started this inquiry going around to people saying, What's heaven on earth for you? What's heaven on earth for you? What's heaven on earth for you? Hundreds and hundreds of people, because what I wanted to do was get a lay of the land of what this territory called heaven on earth really is about. Mm-hmm. And I distilled it down. Now, we didn't talk about this before the, the interview, but I'm going to up this on you i distilled it down to three questions ah. i want to ask you and ah. i want your listeners viewers to answer as well you willing willing absolutely okay. good question one recall a time when you experienced heaven on earth recall a time when you experienced heaven on earth what was going on
1: hmm. there are many um The first thing that comes to mind is being in Bali and experiencing the people and the uh, incredible culture and their reverence for life. Yeah, that was it.
2: Very sweet, very sweet. Second question, imagine you have a magic wand And with this wand, simply by waving it, you can have heaven on earth. What's heaven on earth for you?
1: That uh, love and peace that I experienced in Bali would be um, traveling the world.
2: Or change one word, is traveling the world.
1: Is traveling the world. We need that especially today.
2: Yes, especially today. And then the final question, what simple, easy, concrete step, what simple, easy, concrete step will you take to have more of that love and peace travel the world?
1: Well, I will air this show (laughs) with you. And, you know, I think putting this show actually this episode in context of what is actually happening in real time in the world with Ukraine and yep. Russia and um, the tragedy and the fear. If we as a collective world community and um, breathe peace and love into that entire part of the world um, maybe we can affect what's happening
2: and i would again change one word not i would change the word if to actually mm. do it
1: mm. Mm. so let's
2: go let's go through the questions again question one recall a time when you experienced heaven on earth what you did, Cheryl, was you went right to the answer, which in your case is our, uh, my time in Bali. What you didn't do is ask me what I meant by heaven on earth. Yeah. And what I find fascinating is every time I ask that question, nobody says, what do you <laughs> mean by heaven on earth? Nor did I d- define it in, in terms of the beginning of this conversation. But yet, you know, mm. people know. And the reason they know, reason you know is because you have what's inside of you, something I call an already knowing Mm. about heaven on earth. And so when the question arises, recall a time when you experienced heaven on earth. Oh yeah, the time I was in Bali, the time, you know, swimming, uh, giving birth to my child, seeing my first grandchild, whatever it is, but people instantly know. So that's question one, you already know, you already had an experience of heaven on earth. The second question, here's a magic wand, and with it you can have heaven on earth. What's heaven on earth? The reason for this simple little question with the magic wand is the magic wand takes away the necessity of having to know how you're going to do it. And if you don't have to know how, you went right to the what.
3: Mm. That love
2: and peace would spread around the world, but particularly to Ukraine and Russia. And then the the third, that you uh, what simple, easy, concrete step will you take in the next 24 hours? Because what I want to do is make people not just hold it at this level, but actually engage with it and make it real and alive, mm-hmm. not conditional, would or if, but yeah. declarative, this, I'm doing this now, so that you impact the world
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the world begins to emerge in the way that heaven on earth is for
1: you. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. So, you know, you said that um, when you first had the thought of heaven on earth and your second thought was, uh, I can't say that. Was that because heaven tends to be related to religion?
2: There's a great fear that what i <clears throat> what this whole project Heaven on Earth is about, is a secretive, veiled way of getting you into religion. Hmm. Which it's interesting because I'm Jewish and Jews is I don't know if you know that, but don't go around proselytizing. <laughs> you don't do that. So, but people, you know, kept coming up and up and I'm going, what, "What are they talking about?" You know, I want to talk about Heaven on Earth. I'm not imposing anything on you. Yes, so the fear is that heaven will be an imposed viewpoint, which is why I don't define what I mean by heaven on earth. So for some people, it's spiritual, Mm -hmm. love and peace a value. And for some, it is religious, Mm -hmm. fine. Uh, Whatever it is for you, obviously assuming no harm to yourself or others, that's what I want to have come out of the closet into the light, of the world. And if that concern about religion is there, once the person answers the three questions, it's gone because they realize that it's their answers. I've not defined it. I'm not imposing, I'm evoking.
1: Very different. Very different. So Martin, how has your being in this experience of helping people to touch their own heaven on earth. How has this changed you? I remember when I had
2: the thought, which must be like 30, 35 years ago, oh, you mean heaven on earth? Going, what? Oh, you can't talk about that. But Cheryl, the moment I heard it, I knew. I knew that's the next phase of my life. Mm -hmm. And it's always been a dream of mine to have this world be the world of our ideals. And with all the stuff going on now mm-hmm. with the pandemic, with issues of the environment, with God forbid, the threat of nuclear war with when we're, we're recording this the second day of the war, you know, not the war, but the invasion yes. of the Ukraine by Mr. Putin, as mm-hmm. he's been called now. <laughs> um, we have to engage those issues because part of heaven on earth certainly is making more good things in the world or love and peace, et cetera. And part of heaven on earth is getting rid of the hells on earth. So it's not la-la land only, and it can be, you know, really nice stuff, but we've also got to, you know, Putin's invasion of a democratic separate country than his is egregious, it is evil, There is, I mean, I don't want to be in any way nice or understand his background. No, 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 no. I was just looking at my things. I have very dear friends there and Mm. I have a relative there I'd forgotten about. My father is from the Ukraine. So Mm. all of that, plus we've had 70 years of of relative peace in the world. And now this nonsense. So good, it's present. I got it. I don't want it. I never would have wanted it. It's present, we've got to handle it as part of co-creating Heaven on Earth. The other thing that emerges from it is that what the world needs now, (laughs) that song, What the World Needs. (laughs) I (laughs) I I
1: thought you were gonna break into a tune.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What the world needs now is a we, an effective we. Mm. I has gone too far eyes become narcissistic, eyes become the selfie, self-absorbed, and the problems, the major problems facing the earth today, the world today, humanity today, call for an, not just a we, but an effective we. A, fee, a, a we that stops Russia, that, and I'm saying gets rid of Putin, brings democracy to Russia, yes, 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 reinstates uh, the democracy that, that is Ukraine, and so on, and the environment, and the pandemic. We has to come to the fore now. We is part of, and effectively, is part of heaven Mm -hmm. on earth.
1: Yes, Good. yes. And so, you know, the concept of we versus me or I, um, you know, it's, it's that sense of the collective, of the humanity that we have lost. It's that sense of connection of each other, you know, that we have lost. And yet, you know, with this situation happening right now today, I believe that people all around the world are beginning to understand that what's happening there is going to affect me, and it's actually going to come down to my day-to-day life at some point, Um, if nothing else, then through the um, use of fossil fuels. And, you know, so people in their daily life are going to have some effect, whether it's, you know, prices go up because the fuel is or gas and oil is less available um, or, you know, the banking system and people used to be able to do business with Russian companies and now they won't be able to do that easily. Um, Things like that are going to begin to help people understand uh, oh, well, we are kind of connected in some ways, right? Um, and perhaps people will be able to take that a step or two further to not only are our systems connected, but we as spiritual gathering, spiritual collective are connected. And do you, do you ever uh, run across people who maybe are connected close to situations like that and there is more a sense of hopelessness in them that it makes it tough for them to get through this conversation with you
2: yes um you know i remember once and i just remember this um maybe 10 15 years ago i was actually uh, interacting online with a guy in the ukraine pre-democracy pre-demo- uh, there and one of his heaven on earth desires was a free press and i thought oh my god of course so heaven on earth is also culturally determined and contextually determined in the yeah. time you're in i, I want to um, answer your question in another way as well when people answer the three questions and actually get engaged with whatever simple project that they want that there's that there is an that that is their intentional yes. contribution to heaven on earth. What we're actually doing, Cheryl, on a larger scale, is we're co-creating the new story of what it means to be a human mm-hmm. and what it means to be humanity. Yes. Yeah. This we're in a we're in a liminal age right now. That is between one era and the new era. The new era we don't know yet. But if you say, look, I, individual, and we group do have agency here. Let us now create the kind of world that our hearts and souls deeply long for, which heretofore wasn't available, but now is. The new story of what it means to be a human and what it means to be humanity, I'm saying that that is called Project Heaven on Earth, and that we are actually co-creating Heaven on Earth if you get step out of the mind system, belief system and said, Oh no, we never had it. it's impossible and go, okay, I got that. Let's just step that put that aside for a moment and let me step into this new arena and see what I can do today yeah. to help contribute to co-creating heaven on earth. Then we've got a new story. That's what, for me, that's what all of this is hungering for. I do a thing at the end of every year on my blog, You can get my blog on uh, projectheavenonearth.com. Sign up for it for free. In which I look at, I go to Google at the end of December, the end, Mm -hmm. 31st, and I put in quotes, heaven on earth. So Mm -hmm. the phrase heaven on earth in quotes, and then the year. So 2020, and then heaven on earth in quotes, 2021. 2020 was about 4.5 million results for the phrase heaven on earth, not all mine. And then 2020, 2020 was 4.5, excuse me, 2021 was about 6.3. There was a 64% rise in the number of results between those two years. And if you go on today, that number is also increasing. Something is going on under the tumultuous surface of culture, which is saying, I don't want to play this way anymore. So what would it be? Well, I mean, let's be bold here. If you gave me a magic wand and I'm saying I am giving this to you, what would you like? I would like a a world with no suffering, Mm -hmm. with no disease, with no war, with no Mm -hmm. hunger, where people can thrive, where people have an opportunity for uh, a livelihood, where they can in safety raise their children. All of that, which your heart and soul knows about, now is the time. Now is the time
1: makes my heart open to hear you say that, you know. Um, So, you you know, some people may have a little bit more challenge identifying what heaven on earth is for them. Um, I imagine it may be um, some reasons maybe that they haven't... um, but their their view of the world may be dark. Um, Their experience to this point in their life has um, not been uplifting, shall we say. Yeah. And you have defined actual gateways to help people to get to the real essence of one's own heaven on earth. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Sure. What happened, Cheryl, is after I asked the three questions, the three heaven on earth questions, over and over hundreds of times, as I said earlier, I wanted to get the lay of the land. And so what began to emerge were seven very clear and repeatable, what I call gateways into heaven on earth. So let's just go through them. They're not like one, two, three, four, they're seven. Sometimes people have only one, sometimes people have more than one. So one of them is for people who say, heaven on earth is within me. The more heaven on earth within, the more it will show up in the world. So I do things which increase the amount of heaven on earth. I go for a swim, I go for a massage, whatever gives me more heaven on earth. Or Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I clean up the not heaven on earth within me. I go into therapy, I, I you know, talk to friends, so to clear out that stuff. So more heaven on earth within me, those are what I call the inner gateway. Another one is values. You are very clearly in the values. So for you, the values are love and peace. And if I could just speak on your behalf, assuming that peace and love were present everywhere in the world strongly, is that heaven on earth for you?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yes.
2: So you are in a second gateway, which is values. There are people who mm-hmm. say my personal value, the more it's lived in the world, the more heaven on earth." Then we go to relationship, the gateway of relationship, relationships with yourself, with another or others, and with God, with the divine. So to clean up the relationships, that are not heavenly, so that you have more heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice that we start inner, and so values are still inner. Then we move out to relationships, personal, another, the divine. And then we move into the world external and outer world, and there are people who say, wait, wait, wait. As long as we have the major sufferings in the world, hunger, war, poverty, disease, we got to clean those up in order to have heaven on earth. And so for those people, it's the gateway of ending a suffering, not making a suffering lessened, which is fine, Uh, but heaven on earth for them is the end of war, the end of slavery, the end of poverty, very clear end of suffering. And there's one suffering which is for them what I call the keystone suffering. If you think of an arch, with stones in it, a keystone is the final one that goes in, it holds the tension of everything, pull that, and the whole bridge collapses. So there is usually for outer defined people for uh, the gateway of heaven and earth, there is one suffering that is key for them. Remove
1: that, everything else collapses, which is what they want. Yeah. And it doesn't have have to be a personal suffering. It's, it's, It's in the world.
2: It's always in the world suffering, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the personal suffering to clean that up is an inner issue. Right. That's the inner gateway. Got it. Then we move to institutions. There are some people who say, well, wait a minute, what about law, government, uh, healthcare, technology, media, the big uh, systemic institutions of society? What if their job- They don't need help. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But what what if their job was to help co-create heaven on
1: earth. Oh, wow. What a different world we would have.
2: Yes. Then we move into nations. There are some people who say I want my nation to be a heaven on earth nation. I mean, mm. obviously Ukraine, right? I want my And so we have people in Croatia, Hungary, I'm trying to think, Sweden, Canada, Mexico, people, it's the Philippines, my most recent, mm. a guy who declared the Philippines as a heaven on earth nation. Mm. He loves it. He's going just amazing. Uh, and there's e- even a man from Gabon, Africa, who now lives in Montreal, oh. who said, no, 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 Martin, Africa is a heaven on earth continent.
1: Ooh. I, I know, like I that. went,
2: wow. Charles, Think wow. big. <laughs> and then the final gateway is this here now is heaven on earth. The belief that it's not mm. is what keeps us away from experience. So the seven inner values, living a value, relationships, ending a suffering, having an institution of society take its rightful place in co-creating heaven on earth, nation, and here and now. And so one or more of those will always pop, 99% of the time, will pop up and they'll go, that's mine. And you yeah. can see it. They're not, it's not that they're not interested in it, but that's their, their soul is just not there. This is the one for me, right. I'm in.
1: Right. So you we know should that,
2: talk. Yeah,
1: go uh, ahead. Well, and it makes it easier for an individual then to know what to put their energy toward right? I mean, I think that sometimes the world feels so daunting and the number of opportunities so enormous and things that people want to be better so enormous that it feels so daunting to move into the world and try to make a difference. And this process helps people to really kind of focus their vision toward this is the thing I'm going to put my energy toward. This is the um, this is the event, or this is the uh, movement, or this is the feeling, or you know something I can do in my own world, in my you know daily life, or in the bigger community, or in the bigger world. Um, and so it takes that sense of it being too so daunting away because people can step into their own level of comfort there. Let
2: me put it another way. Last night in every parliament in the world, they passed a secret act, which forbids you from being daunted. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) You can't be daunted or to put it another way, dauntedness or overwhelm. Same kind of thing, yeah is an act of arrogance in this sense mm-hmm. if i want to end hunger in the world but i don't think i can do anything to make a difference in that what i'm in is my belief that i can't do anything meanwhile hunger is going on in the world right and so all the parliaments of the world last night said no it's illegal you can't do that anymore people go mm-hmm. oh i can't do it mm-hmm. so now what can i do what will okay. i do
1: okay
2: let me give you some examples um, about what people are doing Mm. one woman in Mexico city is smiling at two people a day that's it wow simple one woman has put her definition of heaven on earth at the end of every email it's embedded Mm. she said at the end of her email imagine you have a magic wand and with you can have heaven on earth what's heaven on earth for you for me and she lists what it is for her and that we have a police officer who's written a 16 page manual called heaven on earth for law enforcement. We have a real estate agent who's created a program called a home for everyone Mm -hmm. where each agent in her office donates, Mm I think it's $25 for every sale of a home or building that goes into a pot. And last year they bought, they bought a home for a guy who has kidney disease. There's a woman who was crazed about violence against women. She created this program called Making Change, in which they handed out her women's group, hands out little jars, mesa jars, with a picture of a woman's face, half of it beaten up, bruised, half of it bright, alive with the light coming out. And they asked people to make a donation of, get this, a penny a day or more, but a penny a day for a year, Making Change. They handed it out to two uh, in their county, and the county next door picked it up as well. They raised $2,500 in a year. This was in Canada. They took it to the uh, uh, group within the federal government called Status of Women, who gave them $100,000 for each of the subsequent three years. Oh. From what from there's nothing I can do, this is just the way it is, oh my God. to what difference would a penny make to $100,000. To a woman in Austria who's... Said Austria is a heaven on earth nation. And I, she was the first one. I went, oh my god, Elizabeth, why are you saying that? And she said, oh, <laughs> because it's simple. So I don't know what your simple is, but you do. So the guy in from Africa, right? Africa's a heaven yeah. on earth continent. The first thought is whoa, but not for him. For him it was like, right. well, it's obvious. Right, right, right. A, a, a newspaper in Daradun, India. He called me to do an interview. He read about me and the publisher editor. And I said, well, what are you going to do about heaven on earth anyway? What am I going to do? I said, yeah, you, you. Said, well, I don't know. So we talk, talk, talk. On the masthead of the newspaper, it's called the Derudun Street. It's online. In capital letters on every issue, it says Derudun, a heaven on earth city. Okay. So every time people see that paper, it goes in, it goes in, it goes in. Mm-hmm. And here I'm talking to you now from Prince Edward Island, Canada, where about 30 years ago, I was doing a uh, seminar here and this thought popped in my mind, Prince Edward Island is Canada's first heaven on earth province. I know, that's mm. say. But I made the declaration. So since then, a cafe has brewed a heaven on earth blend of coffee. A oh. tea merchant has blended a heaven on earth tea blend. A jewelry store owner hands out a card with the three questions I asked you with every purchase up to about 10,000 people now have Gotten that card.
1: Wow. Um,
2: there's a drug and alcohol rehab center here, Lennon House, where I did about a little over a year once a week on Heaven on Earth for people who are coming off drugs and alcohol. So it and three years ago, I interviewed each of the four political party leader here, leaders here, and asked them the three questions. Plus, using the same magic wand, what's heaven on earth for Prince Edward Island? I made that into a video. So the creativity, Cheryl, is stunning to me because I never know what people are going to come up with. Now, the New Deal, which I think you know about this, is March the 7th.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Very special day on the planet. Very special day (laughs) on the planet. Happy birthday early. Thank you. Thank you. I think
2: you're the first, actually. Um, Well, let's just say you are. No and uh, so my wife said, <laughs> I am. <"What>, you are. <laughs> My wife said, "What do you want?" And I went, "I don't want thing. What you know, ten jet planes, a uh, thirty-five no.
1: hmm,
2: Rolls Royce." What I would like, I said, is everybody on that day on my birthday, March the seventh, to do something that would contribute to forwarding heaven on earth. By your definition, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm asking you to find out. Answer the three heaven on earth questions do something, and then put a hashtag on it. Hashtag heaven on earth day. Mm. So hashtag heaven on earth day. And I'm going to measure the number of hits on Google uh, at 11 59 oh, wow. PM on March 6th and on midnight March 7th and see what the jump is. Mm. So it's going all over the world now. I mean, I'm amazed at what, how people are picking this up. So it's the first, annual global heaven on earth day march the 7th so put march the 7th in your calendar absolutely from now on do something it has to be simple it has to be easy It has to be concrete it has to be something you know you're going to succeed at whatever it is and put hashtag heaven on earth day and uh let's change consciously the story of what it means to be a human and what it means to be heaven. What it means to be heaven.
1: It means to be heaven because
2: you know I'm heaven. So there. Um (laughs) so what we're doing is heavening. Did you know by the way?
1: Heavening? Heaven.
2: Heaven is a noun and it's also a verb to heaven. So we're I didn't know that. To heaven, to beatify, to lift up, to make heavenly in character. And I found that in the Oxford English Dictionary. I didn't know it was a verb. I bet, actually that's good. I've
1: forgotten about that. I've got to make it a <laughs> that up. So, so March the 7th. Heaven. heaven
3: is
1: March heaven. the seventh. <laughs> what? Heaven is heaven.
2: <laughs> but it's heaven here on earth. This is an important. When I started doing this, I started to say to people, heaven on earth. So tell me about heaven. Where's heaven? And what's present for heaven is heaven is the place upstairs. Yeah. It's the place you go after death. It's the place where God and the angels are. What it isn't is it's not here, not now. And I want to change Mm. that belief system. Mm. I want to have it experientially felt by the world that this is heaven on earth and we're creating more and more of it.
1: Ooh, so we should not only have fun with this but on march 7th we should begin to feel it yeah right coming from the energy around the planet that's exactly right what's that going to be like i'm just you know what
2: (laughs) i came up with this idea i don't know like three or four weeks ago and i kind of tested it with some people what do you think what do you think and everybody was like yeah 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 and i thought well it's not perfect i don't have this and i don't have that and and just like, forget it all. And I just started, you know, I just started. And people, the response has been stunning to me. Like, it, it hits something. It Love really it. touches something deeply. And mm-hmm. when you just said, what's it going to feel like? Because I've always said we need to feel it. Yeah. But that's been, you know, theoretical. Now yeah. you're saying, no, Martin, what's it going to feel like? It's gonna feel like a dream come true. That's what's gonna feel like. Thank you know, you.
1: and that um, it, I, I'm struck by this whole process is not about getting to the end, right? So it's not about um, taking let's us use world hunger. It's not about, um, I am responsible for um, getting to the point where I can count how many people are no longer hungry, right? You know, it's get, getting that granular, which feels overwhelming to most people. Um, it's about simply taking an action well, and, and not being attached to what the outcome of that action is,
2: Right. It depends on the kind of personality, Cheryl. So, for some people, it is granular. You can measure hunger. It's called the uh, infant mortality rate. There's a way to measure hunger. There's a way to measure the number of wars in the world. There's a Swedish institute that studies the number of wars. So, if you're that kind of, uh, what would it be, right brain where it has to be granular for you, Mm -hmm. go and find a measurement Mm -hmm. that shows if you're experiential, feeling, kinesthetic feel what it feels like not what would it feel like but what does it feel like to have more heaven on earth in our world
1: Mm. Mm. so yeah um you said that you know a lot of people define heaven as that place up there and it happens after you're dead you know you can't access it here on earth and you're flipping that Right, yep. and you're you're making that different. Um, so, tell us about this recent experience you've had with um, a group of people who have been committed to heaven being up there all of their lives. Please, you've done your you've done your homework.
2: <laughs> I here on Prince Edward Island. I have been friends with a Catholic order, and I'm Jewish, a Catholic order called the Sisters of St. Martha. I, I just, I love them. We've I've connected with them for years and years. I did a fundraiser for them. And um, they have a, oh, I forgot. It's like an Institute of Spirituality. And they approached me or I approached them, I've forgotten. Anyway, let's do, I have an Earth course. I said, okay, fine, fine. And then I, what if we did it just for the sisters? So we did it just for the sisters. And it was remarkable how they shifted their view of heaven as being not only after death, fine, upstairs, mm. yes, but also here, and mm-hmm. that they could be agents to bring that mm-hmm. about. They mm-hmm. saw their own uh, their own stuff in the way And I was so moved by by them, because not only are they individuals, but they are a religious community. I've never done, I haven't on earth, this was over, I think eight or 10, no, eight weeks, once a week for eight weeks. I'd never done it with a religious community. So to see them come together and to see the respect with which they hold Mm -hmm. each other. And I always had this thought, you know, all all the nuns are the same. No, they're individuals like anybody else. (laughs) Uh, they're just, I just, I love them. I just love yeah. them. And so there was, I did a two part uh, video for those nuns who are willing <clears throat> at the end of the course in which I asked, you know, what did you get out of the course? That was part one of the oh, video and lovely. part two, part two of the video is what are you going to do to help co-create heaven on earth? Mm-hmm. So those lovely. videos uh, are on my YouTube channel, project heaven on earth. You can see I them Are on the blog. If you go to project and look at blog, you can see them. They're, they're just I learned so much.
1: So you said it was over eight weeks. What did you do with them during that time? I mean, you know, it yeah. seems like the process is pretty simple. So so what did you do? What was the content, I guess?
2: Well, we talked about the three the new the need for a new story. I asked them the three questions. We did a lot of sharing. This was all on Zoom. Mm -hmm. So they got to deepen themselves. And then we went through most of the gateways, you know, ending a suffering inner. Each gateway, we spent a week looking, or Uh, a session rather, going deep, deep, deep. And then the last one was, okay, you've got it. What are you going to do with this now?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, can you share? Were there things that you can share that they have, decided to do what's interesting that they've decided to do is
2: it's a range so one sister you know i'm I'm old I'm elderly th- they live together most of them uh, not all of them um, and so I'll go visit a sick person once a week mm. now she was visiting them before but the difference now is she has the intention that this is my direct contribution mm. to heaven on earth as well mm. There was one sister who wants to include uh, equal language in religion, that men and women, that the pronouns are equal, not just you know heavily masculine. Uh, a lot on the environment, very clear on the environment, very committed to the environment. Mm-hmm. Trying to think what
1: else. Those were the major ones that I can think of at the top of my head. Hmm. I just think, well, having, um, growing up, going to Catholic school with <laughs> nuns, um, I can truly appreciate this whole process, and um, and agree with you that you know yes, it it seems like they may be all the same. They are not. They're very much individuals. They have very much their own struggles, um, and and they it, they they cross the the spectrum of you know oh, very left leaning yeah. to
2: right leaning. Yes,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's fun for me to hear this, that, that, you know, you've done this with them and it would be fun to um, take that further, you know, out into um, other orders um, and other nuns, other convents um, to see if that whole concept could spread um, in a way that may actually bring some people back into um, service in, you know, in the convent. you know, I mean, it's very, very tough. Um, nuns are um, a rarity these days.
2: And the youngest um, is the youngest is 57. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, so, uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I think that um, perhaps heaven on earth for them Could be being in that service and maybe having some, a little bit more uh, change in some of the way they live their life. Um, Because I know that's part of the reason why they don't get, where people aren't interested in doing the work. Um, But, you know, I mean, maybe it could change enough so that their level of opportunity for being in service actually expands.
2: I was impressed by that. They're very clearly devoted to service. Um, there was one sister who really stood up for me. She said, when I was 18, I heard the call, and mm. I've never, ever looked back since. Right. My concern is that these religious orders, the, the, the dismissal of religion from public life, religion for me has to be Mm. revitalized in a way that Mm. young people do want to come and live a life of service. And the other thing that just struck me as you were speaking, Cheryl, was to revitalize this institution of religion so that it plays its rightful place Mm. in co-creating heaven on earth. Mm.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, it's, unfortunate that the whole concept of religion has been usurped by some of the political powers um, in the world. And I believe that that is part of what has um, uh, created so much angst. You know, it, it seemed to me when I was growing up, that um, yes, there were many different religions and yes, people um, had different practices and different ways of believing. And um, yet there, in my life at least, um, I didn't see that there was a lot of um, fear of each other or concern about each other, concern in the way of, you know, I should be afraid of you type of thing. Um, and a bit more of the live and let live it's okay to have religion in your life and um it's okay not to have religion in your life you know kind of thing we've moved so far beyond that it seems like um there are two camps period you know it's the you have to have religion and you have to believe a certain way or you um don't want to have religion and you have to believe that in a certain way and never shall you connect and never shall you um you know intertwine um and that It's
2: another is, it's is another that. it's another example of the polarization that needs yeah. to be addressed yeah
1: yeah yeah absolutely true I
2: want to make sure that before we go we, people know that there is a book Yes there is a book <laughs> called Heaven project, on Earth Project Heaven on Earth or you can yeah. read it another way Project Heaven on Earth. Heaven on Earth. That's it's on Amazon, right. and I want to ask people who are listening or watching. I want to ask you to buy three copies: Ooh. one for you, one for someone you know. Just think of who that person is who could use this book, and one for somebody who's going to come into your life, so that we all become heaven makers, um, consciously heaven makers. And yeah. you can sign up for my free course and my my blog on uh, ProjectHeavenOnEarth.com.
1: Martin, let's let's create a new
2: story.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, writing the new story of humanity, right? You know, we we're creating the start. new. Sto- we will start with heaven on earth. Yep, I love it, Martin. Thank you so much for being here today. It is a gift for all of us. It is you are a gift to the world. Um, I love that you're sharing your special birthday with all of us, and you know, challenging us to step up and have some fun and focus a bit on what can we do and how we bring the essence of our self forward.
2: March 7th, the 1st first, first annual Global Heaven on Earth Day.
1: Only the beginning. Yes, yes. Martin, thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Cheryl, very much.
1: Remember everyone to think big, The world can be a better place because of a conversation that matters. I'm Cheryl Esposito.
0: Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. If you think you've seen online TV before, Not enough women are talking about how they feel about their money. Lisa Chastain is on a mission to change that. If you're feeling uncertain with your financial decisions, join us on Real Money. Mondays at 10 a.m. on the Voice
1: America Business Channel, where you will learn how to become capable, savvy, and confident with your personal finances. Listen in and hear stories from other women about how they tackled their financial challenges. Not only will you learn from industry experts, you will hear from everyday women all of the tips, tricks, and advice you need to raise your financial IQ so that you can feel free from your daily stresses with money. Listen in Mondays on Real Money with Lisa Chastain.
3: Are you ready to hear from investors and get insight on different asset classes? Join host Troy Eckert for the program, Talk with the Texan, Money and Life. Troy works with high net worth investors and is ready to bring you the secrets he's learned in his 35 years of alternative investment experience, along with his guest experts. If you want value, you'll need to listen in live every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern time and 2 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: together in conversations that make a difference right here on the voice america business channel every friday morning at 10 a.m pacific standard time
3: are you ready for a disaster if you are like many people in the world that answer may sadly be no Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune in to Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.